0: Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I figured I might as well do one more.
1: And, you know, this is your uh, Tombstone Minute, your minute-by-minute minute podcast where we talk about Tombstone for a minute and then something else. Yours. Uh, your podcast. your. Yours. This is for you. Yeah, we don't do it for us. No, we do this for you. Um, we're on minute 79, Joe. And in this minute, um, Billy is upset and Ringo is drunk. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much sums it up.
0: And Uh, it's getting warmer.
1: And it's getting warmer. So it starts with the herbs walking along the streets, and I think we we know time has passed because they mentioned that spring is coming. It's getting warmer. Yeah. So now this is not... Although, although that said, I kind of thought that line is in there to let you know time has passed, but isn't Morgan still in his, like, cast?
0: Yeah, I I think it's just... A throwaway line, small talk. Okay,
1: well, two big two big interactions happen in this minute. The first one is we see our good friend Billy Breckenridge, or as we call him sometimes Billy Nilly, yeah, paid, played by Jason. Do Priest, we know Jason Priestley? Jason Priestley. Um, the Herbs are friendly. They say hi, and he wants none of it. Joe, triggered. He's triggered. He snaps off. Um, mentions that he's a deputy now, which that's interesting. So I looked it up. Billy Breckenridge is was in real life a deputy to Behan. They're matched in heaven. Quite
0: an army there. Quite a law enforcement that uh, Behan is building. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we, we've got like back to back episodes centered on piss babies, and the first one is Billy. Like, my my take on this one is, like, he's so mad, and he, like, dresses up down the street, and then Wyatt's, like, all they ever did is make fun of him and just walks away. Like, why do they care if Billy doesn't like him? Like, if I was one of the herps, I'd just be like, oh, okay, man, cool. Later.
1: Yeah, because they were being nice to him. They, they said hi. He says, I also love this. He goes, I'm just a nothing, but if I wasn't, I'd fight you right now, of which I thought, you're a deputy.
0: Yeah, like... He just just got done bragging about being a deputy. (laughs) Then he calls himself a nothing and explains that's why he won't fight the three of them. And then runs off. And then runs off. What a worthless character.
1: Um, He was a deputy, which was enough, quite frankly, for the Earps to murder his friends. Because they were just deputies, too, in the marshal. He he has as much law enforcement ability as they had when they murdered everyone. Or slain them, or killed them, or whatever word we want to use um and they you're right they mention it it kind of makes me
0: think about our choose your own adventure stuff like why in the the choose your own adventure thing do i need so much training to be a deputy because this movie basically just one of your friends just needs to give you a badge
1: yeah i mean that's that's essentially how he was chosen uh and and you know as you mentioned they sort of as he runs off say like all they ever did was laugh at him which you know, I mean, they could laugh at him, but it wasn't... I'm defending Billy a little bit. They still could be friends to him. Curly Bill was very nice to him. Maybe the rest of the Cowboys were as well in private and in public. He was sort of like the guy that they picked on. Yeah. It's a, a role I played growing up in <laughs> in middle school and high school. And I'm still friends with a lot of those people. So I, I kind of get it. I kind of get that uh, trial by fire for Billy. Um. Fun fact, much like I, uh like myself, Billy was uh originally from Wisconsin. I think we talked about this that uh Billy Breckenridge is from Watertown, Wisconsin. And uh in another compelling episode of How Did They Die? Um he lives to be 84 and just dies from a heart attack. Yeah. So, you know, it's a long time for back then. Yeah, you weren't nothing, Billy. You lived to like 1932
0: or something. What did he do as a career for the bulk of his years? Did you even get that?
1: Um he wrote a book.
0: Oh, called, that's right. I think you Yeah, he that. wrote a
1: book and the herbs kind of disputed a lot of it, but I think they still sort of celebrate some of the stuff in that book. It's like called Hellerado. Remember it was called Hellerado, I believe. Uh, um
0: I Then so. okay. do you have anything else on, on on Billy Nilly here? I do, I do. Okay. Uh, I just had a question for you. Um if you if you're home was let's just say uh, you had a home invasion situation, okay? Okay. And you call because phones, let's pretend, exist back then. Do you want b coming to save you and your family, or do you want Billy Nilly coming in? Like, who would you feel safer with?
1: I think Billy.
0: Because I
1: think... I can trust Billy. He might not be very good at it, but I can trust him. He kind of reminds me of like the deputy police, like the kind of the deputies that you see in Twin Peaks, right? Like they're not very competent, but he, they're not they're not someone you would mistrust. Where Behan, I wouldn't believe anything he told me.
0: So yeah, Billy doesn't really. He's misguided, but not malicious. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I guess I agree with that. Um, so then Johnny Ringo shows up. Wow, Johnny Ringo. Does not look good here. This okay, and let I got a lot to say, more to <laughs> say about this. Like uh, here's piss baby number two who just comes piss in the baby. throw a fit, and like he basically spent the whole first hour of this movie studying drunk Val Kilmer, and he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it, drunk Doc times two. I'm gonna be even sweatier, even drunker, and so much more hardcore, and it rings so hollow, awful. He's the worst he
1: looks awful. Like what has he been up to? Like his hair. I can't get over what his hair looks like. He
0: yeah, looks he, like
1: he looks he's like probably a been up
0: for about three or four days.
1: Yeah, a nightmare. And uh, this minute ends with he tell he, he tells them that he wants their blood. he wants their souls. I think he goes, "I want your blood, I want your soul." And I want them both right now.
0: Wow, cool, man.
1: Which, when you're talking to three people, the numbers don't quite work out. <laughs> I'm like, both? Like, I wish they would have been like, both of which one? Whose? How many? Six things or two things? How much? <laughs> what What exactly are you asking for here, Johnny? Um, and, and I think we can we can probably, we don't need to go so far on Johnny Ringo here because the next minute is a, is a lot of Johnny um
0: just classic try to tries too hard guy
1: so you you think this is even him being like i just i'm gonna be just like doc
0: i think so i think he's got an inferiority complex with doc i yeah i mean if you just take this whole sequence here and it's like um it's like spider-man 3 when like goth peter parker comes out yeah it's exactly like that where it's like this is first of all this is terrible second of all I guess I kind of did know people like this in high school that were just like, I'm really dark, everybody. Look at me. And that's what Johnny Rego is doing out there on the street right now, just trying too hard.
1: He, like, he lost his hat. (laughs) I mean, it's it's just, yeah. I don't know what happened to him, but I feel like Curly Bill or Ike – should have talked some sense into him before we got to this point. Because you're right; it seems like this has been going on for a few days.
0: He's like a, a a tries too hard guy that really needed an older brother to tell him, like, dude, stop it. It no one's gonna buy it. Like, just be yourself. Just I just don't yourself. think I don't think Johnny Ringo is a good bad guy. I think he's just a normal he's he's a normie that's trying really hard to be goth, and it's just not working. No one believes it. No one buys it. Huh. And that's okay. It's okay to be a normie. Just go for it. Embrace it.
1: I, I, I mean, I kind of I, I, – I disagree with you on your Johnny Ringo a little bit. But I will say, watching it minute by minute, this is like the first minute where I'm like, oh, Johnny, man. Like, he kind of goes from being – like, in this moment is the first time that he goes from being, like, a cool bad guy in my head to, like, just sad. Yeah, He's pathetic. He's pathetic. He, I don't think Curly dead Bill
0: dead. respects him either. Like, even when they do the Ladinoff forensics competition, like, Curly Bill looks at him like, dude, yeah. calm down. Stop it. I think he has more in common with Billy than he has with Curly Bill. Billy, Billy, Nilly? Billy, Nilly. Okay. Like, he's like the guy where you're hanging out with your group, group of friends and you're kind of being jerks to somebody. Maybe, maybe and this is bad, but you know, like maybe you're bullying somebody or picking on him or something. And then one of your friends goes up and like punches the poor kid. It's like, Whoa. Oh, he's the guy who takes it too far. He's the guy that takes it way too far.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: That's my, that's, that's just me. Okay. That's just my opinion.
1: So, and that sort of falls into that in this movie, he's, he's in some ways he's chaotically evil, right? Like he's, He's he's evil without any order to it.
0: I I I think that's what he wants to be, but not sure it's is, insincere. Though. It's not legit.
1: Um, do you have anything else on this minute before we continue our thrilling choose your own adventure adventure? No, let's
0: let's go into it. I mean, most of uh, we, basically yeah. the next minute is just a continuation of this. So anything else we have, we can save for tomorrow.
1: I will also say the next minute is one of my favorite minutes of the movie.
0: Uh, yeah, it's really cool. Um,
1: Okay, let's start with you, Joe, on this. Um, Just a reminder, you have uh, become a deputy. You stayed back in town. Just like Billy. Just like Billy. You stayed back in town. The stagecoach thing happens. You have a choice on what to do, and you decide to trap them with the stage. Um, The next morning, you and Matt, that's your uncle, meet the stage at Wheelerville. You quickly explain your plan to the driver. He hastily agrees and you climb aboard. You're going to be an extra guard on the stage along with the man riding shotgun next to the driver. Matt is going to follow the stage on a horse. If the Burroughs gang is about to stick the stage up he'll surprise them. Across from you are two young sisters traveling to visit their older brother in Santalpa. You hope they won't be heard if the Burroughs gang tries to rob the stagecoach again. You haven't gotten far from Wheelerville when the Burroughs gang makes its move. Before you know it, you are surrounded by three men. So far, everything is going according to plan. Any second now, Matt will catch them unawares. Hand over the strong box, a rough-looking robber demands, and be quick about it. Hold on, I'm working on it, says the driver. What's going on? You wonder as the driver slowly reaches under his seat for a steel cash box. He's trying to stall. Where's Matt? He should have been here by now. The robbers grab the strong box from the driver's hand and rummage through its contents. Ah, here it is, one bandit with a grubby beard and beady eyes says. He pulls stacks of bills from the box. Come on, let's go, he says triumphantly. The crooks turn to leave. Do you let them go, or do you try to fight them? The odds look bad if you try to fight. Besides, Matt may have decided to wait for some reason. On the other hand, you can't stand to let them get away with a robbery in your territory. You can let them go. Or attack
0: um, boy I'm gonna attack
1: you're gonna attack
0: yeah I just let's get this over with <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I'm gonna listen if Matt and and this I we know that this book was written a long time ago and there's no way it could be based on Matt Meeks yeah But if it was... He would not be there. No, he would have been late. (laughs) Um, I'm going to attack. I'm going to go down guns blazing.
1: So I I have to admit I have not been looking forward to this. To this. To this. But here we go. You decide to search the ranch for the cattle. This is for me, just to be clear. You decide to search the ranch for the cattle. After looking all afternoon, you come upon a small... um, corral with about 20 steers inside. As you reach for the gate, a shot rings out. The bullet throws up a shower of wood as it plows into the gatepost. You dive for cover behind a nearby tree. A few seconds later, you cautiously peer out, looking for your attacker. One of Mr. Parker's ranch hands stands about 20 yards away. He's pointing a smoking rifle at you. That was your only warning shot. Come out from behind the stage right now, the man says. There's nothing else you can do but surrender. The man takes you back to Mr. Parker's ranch house where you are tied up and thrown into a small, dark room. You don't know how long you'll have to wait before Matt realizes you're missing, but all you can do is hope that your uncle is good at tracking people as he is at tracking cattle. The end. Wait, you're,
0: it's done? I'm done. You're dead? I, well, so. That's kind of ambiguous for a Jews' Your Own Adventure. Uh, Rob sent me the picture, the illustration that went along. Oh
1: man! With Please, this, are
0: you, I hope you're going to post it.
1: Yeah, I'll post it. Let me tell you, um, <laughs> I like how we've been doing this as a proxy for which of us would last longer. But it's a little boy. It's like a boy. It's like a ten-year-old boy with a little holster. Like we're our uncle should not be having us go on these adventures. <laughs> <laughs> Way too young. Um. So there you have it, Joe. Uh, Are
0: you I, turned I, into, like, a like a sex slave or something?
1: Well, they tied me up and threw me in a room. I don't think they turned me into a sex slave. But I think uh, I'm just sort of tied up in the rancher house until I'm found again. I don't know. The end.
0: He's going to find you, like, just like Randy Quaid in uh, Kingpin, like, at a strip club when Woody Harrelson finally tracks him down. Yeah. Just makeup and stuff. <laughs>
1: so, you know, this is my big idea. You know, our Rob sent this to us, but I thought this would be a way to prove who would last longer, and I lost.
0: And I'm definitely dying next week. Probably, we'll <laughs> find out. Um,
1: so yeah, we might only, you know, these two journal adventure things be much shorter because I have perished. It's disappointing. Well,
0: I'll make sure I buy fireworks for your funeral.
1: Oh, don't! I'd rather be in my tanning bed. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, tomorrow we we'll back with minute eighty, which is a happy great hour. One. Happy hour, happy hour, Friday. All right, we'll be back.